0: Coming up on this episode of Disneyland Weekly, American Idol visits the parks, Mickey's Fun Wheel gets a facelift,
1: Disneyland After Dark, Dumbo Returns, and more. Disneyland Weekly starts now.
0: This is Disneyland Weekly. Hello and welcome to this episode of Disneyland Weekly for the week of May 2nd, 2018. I'm Teg Bushman.
1: And I'm Teresa Urban. First, we would like to send a big thank you to Danny for becoming a patron this week. This week's episode was live streamed and patrons at the cast member level and higher were able to watch it. It's because of the generosity from our patrons that we are able to keep Disneyland Weekly ad free. Plus, they get great perks like access to our Discord channel, live stream of the show, and DL Weekly swag. Thank you to all of our patrons for your support.
0: We're also going to be doing a Q&A episode soon, so please send us any questions you have for the show. It could be about Disneyland, about us, how we do the podcast, or anything else you want us to answer. You could send them uh, to us by tweeting at DL Weekly, emailing feedback at DisneylandWeekly.com, or messaging us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Weekly.
1: We're ending the survey of our listeners on May 8th, and we'd like for you to participate if you haven't already. It will help us learn more about you, no matter how long you've been a listener or how frequently you listen to the show. So please take a few minutes and visit our website at com backslash survey. We are planning an episode with the results of the survey as an additional episode in a few weeks. Thank you to all of you who have already completed the survey.
0: We've also launched the Disneyland Weekly merchandise store. You can get a number of items with the DL Weekly podcast logo on it and show your support. Check it out now at Disneylandweekly.com/slash store. Now let's get to the news. Look out! Look out! We elephants on parade! rain! Here they come, Liberty Property. They're here and there big elephants everywhere. Look out, look out. They're walking around the bed on the head, Liberty Property. Hooray! Embrate the elephants on parade. What'll I do? What'll I do? What an unusual view. I can stand the sight of worms and look at microscopic germs, but technicolor pachyderms is really too much for me. <laughs> I am not the type to faint when things are odd or things away, chase them away, I'm afraid, need your aid, pink
1: elephants on parade. Pink elephants. elephants. Pink elephants. Mice Chat reports that World of Color is set to return on May twenty third. Along with World of Color, they also claim that Pixar Pier is set to open on that date. We have not seen a firm date for Pixar Pier yet, so we are not sure if this is completely accurate. But thought it would pass, thought we would pass it along.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, before the podcast, you were saying that you were excited about World of Color coming because I
1: am. <laughs> you were going to
0: be there during that yeah, time. Yeah, so
1: that's that's exactly the week that I will be at the park. So that's pretty pretty exciting that it will be reopened i mean i was kind of a little disappointed that pixar pier was going to be you know that whole area was going to still be closed but then i was kind of okay with it because as we've talked about different things on this show there's a lot of stuff in disney california adventure that i haven't experienced so i thought that that would be a good opportunity for me to do it but sounds like i get to do both
0: it seems like it's opening uh earlier than i thought it was going to be opening yeah like i thought it was just going to open uh in june with everything else exactly uh apparently not when Pixar Pier does open, Mickey's Fun Wheel will become the Pixar Pal Around. I can't say I'm a huge fan of this rename, but the concept drawings of the artwork that are going to appear on the sides of the gondolas looks pretty good. I feel the name that sounds a little bit strange. Mickey's Fun Wheel kind of rolled off the tongue, where this is kind of harder to say. I don't know, Pal Around. What do you think, Teresa? It just I seems think it's, so weird.
1: It is a little odd. It's different, but I think it's cute. The Pal Around. I don't know, merry-go-round, Pal Around.
0: But you were saying you weren't really a big fan.
1: I don't. Yeah, it just. I mean, I guess I understand that they have to retheme it, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I liked to I liked the big Mickey's head on it. It looks like they're going to have um, the Luxo Ball in place of Mickey's head on the side of the wheel. Um, so obviously, think... that would retheme into the area very yeah. well. It's interesting though because I saw what was it? There was different uh, Coco characters. I mean, just all sorts of different Pixar characters, new and old alike, that they are going to now have on the gondolas.
0: Yeah, we'll see how it turns <laughs> out.
1: Alright, if the May 23rd date is to be believed, then the Lamplight Lounge will not be ready for the opening. Currently, it's scheduled to open on June 23rd. This newly themed establishment is an important piece of Pixar Pier as it is replacing the beloved Cove Bar and Ariel's Grotto. I'm excited for this. Okay, so I will be honest, I have not been to either Cove Bar or Ariel's Grotto, and obviously I won't be going there. But th- from what we've seen for the like, mock-ups and the little sketches of what this place is going to look like, it looks like a really cool, relaxing, chill place to be.
0: I like that it's like Imagineers. In fact, I saw somebody on Twitter post this week, I thought it was kind of funny, that they overheard somebody describing the Lamplight Lounge, that it's going to be a place where Imagineers work. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe you're just trying to go with the theming of it all, which is possible. But um, that's not what it's going to be. It's just going to (laughs) be themed that way.
1: Right, right.
0: If you watched American Idol this week, you probably recognized where they were able to visit and get pointers from Adina Menzel. The top ten contestants were treated to a day at the parks and was shown in video packages throughout the show. A location not seen by the public recently also took center stage as the contestants met with Adina Menzel in the Disney Dream Suite above Pirates of the Caribbean. I thought that
1: was so cool. So I I have not been watching American Idol, but I did take the time to watch the Disney episode that aired. Was that? Well, anyways, it aired couple this weekend. Ago. Yeah, a couple yeah. nights ago. So I did take the time to watch that. And of course, being the Disney person I am, I was a little upset that they didn't show us more of the Disney Dream Suite, but <laughs> it was still pretty cool that that's where they got to hang out.
0: Well, right in the beginning, I was kind of like, that looks familiar. Where is that? Where is that? <laughs> and then like, because I've been in there before when it was the gallery, mm-hmm. and I was like, where is this? And then one of the contestants came through the door and you could see the the railing out there. And I was like... Oh, oh, it's definitely yep. definitely the dream suite. So that was pretty cool. I don't know, I um I thought overall it was a pretty good episode. Uh one of my one of the things we were talking about in our Discord were what songs we liked and mm. there were some folks in our chat that liked um
1: Kiss the Girl. Uh, Kiss the
0: Girl, but I didn't really like Kiss the Girl. I thought that uh I thought that Circle of Life uh was good. Uh, which was kind of interesting cuz I didn't realize I didn't realize that there was... a lot of
1: diversity on this, g- yeah. this group of I, American I didn't, Idol.
0: I haven't watched it. I literally only mm-hmm. watched this episode. It definitely has a different kind of feel than American yeah. Idol had before. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I didn't realize that they had somebody who... I, th- I think he was doing drag. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Beautiful voice though, I thought. So
1: see now my favorite, which nobody brought up in our um, Slack or excuse me, I keep saying Slack Discord channel right. was um the first one, which was Bear Necessities. I just really liked this girl for oh, yeah. young girl from Iowa and she had a very just a very unique voice and a very unique take on the song. I like, I
0: really enjoyed it. I actually liked Bear Necessities too, but Bear Necessities is like one of my favorite Disney <laughs> songs. It always gets you moving.
1: Mm-hmm. The new Dumbo queue was unveiled this week at the resort, and listener Disney Dweebs on Twitter sent us some great pictures of the new area. There is a lot of room in this new queue, as well as lighting and shade from the hot California sun. This is sure to be enough space to hold all the guests waiting to ride their favorite pachyderm. <laughs> so I, you know, we had, it was kind of back and forth in our chat this week as to, you know, what what everyone's thoughts were about this um this change and I really like it. I like how it kind of brings, it brings a really nice circus feel back to the area, which is cool because Casey Jr. Circus Train is right back there. You've got the new, um, the new area kind of, it reminds me a lot of, just big circus tents is what it looks like to me and it's a lot more color back there there's just more going on
0: they've got some topiaries which i'm always a fan of yeah the entrance looks nice actually it's funny is I, I got one on the stream right now but uh, we will have some of these pictures posted in our show notes as well but what was interesting was the the area the entrance area kind of reminds me have you been you've been there since they had um winnie the pooh right
1: yeah of yeah of course
0: so the entrance area kind of looks like the winnie the pooh entrance area where it's kind of got like a covered thing and it kind of directs everybody in. And you kind of know where the queue is because before with Dumbo, I felt like there was just a lot of, you know, a lot of open space, and I couldn't really tell. Concrete. Yeah. So I I really like this. In fact, if I load up here some more pictures, Um, they sent us tons of great pictures. So thank you, Disney Dweeb's, for sure.
1: Thank you. Yes.
0: But uh, I I really like it. I was amazed at the amount of space they were able to like squeeze out of that area. Because I, I
1: know, it looks huge now.
0: It does look huge now. So there was a video I saw on, um, before Disney sent us the pictures, I went on YouTube and watched a video, and there was a whole section of, uh like, when you walked in and stuff, and I, I was just surprised at, at how much space, and they've got some nice lighting uh, that they've added in there, and it is it is kind of open, and they've got some different things on the walls that you can read to, to kind of use up some of your time, you know, waiting in line, which I think is always, um, always... Welcome, mm-hmm. um, and then also we didn't put it in the news this week, but we got some pictures also from Disney Dream of the. Um, it's
1: a small world. It's a small Q. world,
0: and the pictures look there. There's new light fixtures over there, like light poles, yeah. and they're 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 amazingly designed. So anybody who's been given Disney any grief or anything about having, um, you know, not spending money on things or anything like that, uh, they should go look at these new cues because uh, it looks. Really nice.
1: Yeah, they definitely spent spent some a lot of time, a lot of effort, and definitely a lot of probably money on redoing these areas. And really, I mean, what's the benefit? You know, it's not it's not a new ride. It didn't do anything to the actual attraction itself. It's not like it's. It's not going to make money. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's just making the area just nicer and tying things together, and just it's and making it more enjoyable for you, the person waiting in line um, to be there. So I think it's awesome.
0: Absolutely. Well, Haagen-Dazs is leaving Downtown Disney, but there's a new, more local ice cream shop coming. Salt and Straw, a family-run ice cream company, makes every flavor by hand in small batches using local, organic, and sustainable ingredients. Special offerings will be available seasonally. So, I was reading the Disney Parks blog post about this, and their cousins—two cousins that that work together and and run this establishment—and a lot of the flavors and stuff that are spe- the special offerings that I was talking about mm-hmm. come from working with local uh, artisans and farmers. And that's how they determine what the uh, options are going to be.
1: Nice. nice. So, yeah. So the, the photos that they've got on the Disney Park blog, they just look, they look really creative, but they also look super delicious. So I'm going to have to
0: try them out. Well, you've got a, you've definitely got a food issue because you're always you're always looking <laughs> it's all at the food stuff that we
1: can't get here so it's just it's something different and it's something that's always changing if you have been to the resort recently and parked in the mickey and friends parking structure then you probably have noticed a lot of changes the new parking area has had all the groundwork done to start vertical construction not to be left out the temporary tram loading area inside the existing structure received new signing and decorations making it look and feel a lot nicer
0: have you seen the pictures of this?
1: I have not looked at them yet. So, really, parking garages, I'm going to be honest, aren't really my thing. Because I've, I've never actually been inside of one of the parking garages there. So, I don't pay as Mickey and France is
0: huge.
1: I know. I, I gather that. Yeah, Do you never... know when it
0: was built, it was the world's largest parking structure?
1: I feel like you've told me that before, but that's really cool.
0: <laughs> well... Let's talk about something you probably know a little bit more about. We've talked a lot about Rose Gold Everything on the show, but the marketing department at Disneyland is a little let down with Millennial Pink. There's a lot of available stock at the resort for Millennial Pink items with no long lines or empty shelves. I can get. I guess Disney can't create a hit item on its own these things just happen organically if they try to push something you know the rose gold i think just kind of happened so they're trying to like push and yeah. make something and whenever you try to whenever you try to make something happen i i just don't think it well and works. you know i
1: kind of wonder if it's you know if if it's the actual color or if it's just the timing because right now i feel like a lot of people are going to be purchasing Pixar-themed pixar themed ears yep. so not you know they're going to pass pass on the millennial pink ones because they probably feel like they can get those the next time they're at the park whereas all the pixar themed ones those are kind of you know a short term item they got to get it now or it's that's gonna true. be gone
0: that's true that's true
1: The merchandise department at Disneyland has gone in a different direction with the new mini bows inspired by various Disney characters. These are a little more unique and decorative than the typical Mickey ears that have been at the parks forever. So I was actually looking into these. I think they're kind of interesting. You can buy a set of ears, and some of you probably already know this, but you can buy a set of uh, mini ears and you can actually swap out the bow. So instead of having to buy a separate set or a separate pair of ears each time you want to do something different, you can just buy a new bow. And the bows are actually less quite a bit less expensive than buying the new ears plus the bows are really really intricately done and they're really they look really well done to me too they're very creative and they've got all sorts of different theming to it it's got disney princesses villains there's also a lot of character excuse me pixar character references with these bows too they're really cool
0: yeah um you know obviously i'm not like gonna be the no, top prime market why for not this. <laughs> it's just not my thing but uh, I like the fact that there's options. I know, okay, I'm going to drop Tim Tracker again. <laughs> but his wife, Jen, actually just had a video in the last two weeks showing off all of her ears that she has. And a lot of them she bought from third party vendors that like make, ha- like custom make yeah. them. And they're very similar to these that are doing in Disney. So I think Disney finally figured out, like, oh, we could probably do this mm-hmm. and got their stuff together and did it. If you are unable to get tickets to the Disneyland After Dark Star Wars event on May 3rd, you have a second chance as another night has been added due to the demand. May 9th is the second date that you can get tickets to. I'd suggest getting your tickets now before they sell out again. This sold out very fast.
1: Yeah, almost like instantly. Yeah,
0: and so. <laughs> Uh, if you, uh, what I, as I understand it, Tuesday, May 1st is when they're going to go on sale. So if you want to get these, you need to go get them tomorrow probably, or they're going to sell it again. Uh, it's cool that the Disneyland after dark stuff, uh, is starting to, you know, is selling out and stuff like that because I think, um, I like this idea. I like going, I like being at the Disney parks late. We've talked numerous yeah. times on the show how I like Disneyland at dark and at night, so, um, I would be really interested in stuff. And plus it's Star Wars, so of course you're taking something that people love Disneyland and you're taking something else that people love Star Wars and it's you're adding Star it together. Star
1: Wars, it's it's a different theme and it's a different feel to the same park that you go to, you know, all the time. And the they, they've got great timing with this because of course it's right before Star you know official Star Wars days May the Fourth right and um, plus we're getting close to when they're going to be releasing the new Han Solo movie plus this is just building hype for Galaxy's, um, Galaxy's Edge. Edge too so this is just kind of the perfect storm to be doing Disney the Disneyland After Dark as a Star Wars theme absolutely. We previously talked about Dapper Days at the park and came across a strange event happening at a Disney park of all places. Wizards in Wonderland. Harry Potter Day at Disneyland is coming up on June 3rd and celebrates Wizard on Summer Holiday. This themed event is happening at Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Disney bound your favorite Disney character in their house colors. Disney bound style your favorite Harry Potter character. Wear your summer robes or anything else you come up with. Just remember that Disneyland does not allow adult costumes in the park. To find out more, see the link in the show notes at DisneylandWeekly.com. So I think this is such an interesting idea. And I'm wondering how Disney feels about this since it is kind of, you know, a difference. So
0: in researching this, Mm -hmm. I first saw this on Twitter this week because somebody posted that they thought it was interesting because they were on Facebook and they got... Like an event you might be interested sure. in. And it was this and our next story, like together. And it sure. was, they're both on the same day, which we'll get to in a minute. But it was really interesting because it was like these two things on the same day, um, which are, you'll see when we get to the next story how weird it is. <laughs> but so then I went and I, I did a search for wizards. Well, I did Harry Potter Day, is what mm-hmm, I searched for. Mm-hmm. And when I went to Harry Potter Day, they had a whole blog post of how they used to have a different Harry Potter Day that had happened every year, just like Dapper Day.
1: In Disneyland.
0: In Disneyland, but what happened was back in 2014, 13 or 14, I think it was 14, uh, there was a whole blog post online that I read about this where there was another group of people that were not Harry Potter that were doing like, were advertising in the parks. Like, they were handing out flyers and stuff. Oh. So security got really iffy about anything that day. So security roughed up a couple of these Harry Potter people because they were doing... Part of the Harry Potter day back then was they would do, a like, a mystery, like a wizard mystery that you'd hmm. have to, like, figure out and get clues from different people sure. around the park. And they worked with security to do that. Yeah. Well, these security people got all freaked out. So the the person who put it on decided that they weren't going to do it anymore. Because they were treated so poorly. Yeah. But these other people picked it up and have been doing it. And apparently it's just like Dapper Day. I think they do it twice a year. Interesting. And so I like the idea that like, so Disney bounding, which we've been talking yeah. about. I love that idea of Disney bounding. And this is talking about like, you know, you got to pick out what Disney character, what you think their house colors are going to be. I don't know cool. how you'd figure that yeah. out.
1: Well, be, well, if you know any Personality. Like, yeah, is personality and like different. There's different traits that gets you selected to your different Houses for Harry Potter type stuff. But I think this is great because I feel like this is a huge market because I would fit, I totally fit into this market. I'm a big Harry Potter person, obviously a big Disney person too. Mm -hmm. So this is just really, this is like, the best of both worlds kind of coming together for me. so this is, I would be all over this. Actually, I would be a little bit overwhelmed with this and I wouldn't know which side to let out more if I should let my Disney side out a little mm. bit more or my Harry Potter side out a It would definitely be the Disney side since we are in the Disney park. Right. But um, I think this is great. But it's interesting because I feel like I've heard that you can't, like, it is a big no-no if you go to a, a universal park with your ears on.
0: I did get called out one time. <laughs> I actually have a story about this. So I, w- I bought a Disneyland shirt because I like, you know, I yeah. love Disneyland. And I went to Universal Studios Hollywood, mm-hmm. and we went to the uh, they had the uh, special effects show, and they called people out of the audience or whatever. And I didn't. I never want to be called out. But as we <laughs> were loading in to the like stage area where to sit down, the guy was like, "Really, you're wearing a Disney shirt to a Universal theme park?" And I was just like. Well, this is why Disney is better because none of the cast members make fun of you if you wear Universal was stuff there. I say I think
1: that's great that Disney is um, accommodating and doesn't, yeah, it doesn't like single you out about wearing somebody else's stuff. And the fact that they're obviously even almost welcoming these other things to be coming in and be celebrated in the park, I think that's really, really cool.
0: Right. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting because Harry Potter is obviously Universal. Right. And, and the fact like, that people right are doing down this the at street. Disney. Yep, yep, <laughs> practically. Well, June 3rd will certainly be an interesting day at Disneyland as magic in the making Raver Day at Disneyland is also taking place. The event's purpose is to bring those within the rave EDM, electronic dance music uh, scene community together for one day at Disneyland. Raver Day is not a rave or party. For more information, see the link in our show notes at DisneylandWeekly.com.
1: You know, I really think I need to change my dates and I think I need to go to the park on June 3rd because I need to see these two worlds kind of collide.
0: Yeah, it'd be really interesting. I Like, I didn't even know they had a raver day, and I didn't even know, like, raves yeah. were still kind of a thing that people do, but they apparently are. they are. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess this one, well, no, it says Disneyland and California Adventure. I was going to say maybe one's going to happen in California Adventure and the other one in Disneyland. I think they both
0: happen at both. They're both
1: happening at both places. So it'll be interesting to see how these two things kind of... Join up together. Um, what if you're a member of both? Great, what if you're a
0: Harry Potter Disney fan who likes raves? You, can
1: you just get over? Like, just think about the Disney bounding opportunities you have <laughs> with that. There's like endless opportunities. Could you be? Could you be like?
0: Uh, could you? Could you Disney bound as like Snow White? And Snow White's like a big raver.
1: Sure, why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, that does it for our news this week. Our discussion topic this week is um, uh, this is going to be Disneyland After Dark. Uh, we've already talked a lot about, uh, cause something else I was going to roll in here was like, you know, this wizards in wonderland, uh, and the raver day, but we kind of already talked about all that. So Disneyland after dark, uh, let's talk about some of the things that you're going to experience there if you do have tickets. Um, and so, you know, we, we kind of talked about it on an episode before, but I think, uh, I think, uh, it'll be interesting to see all the different stuff and kind of talk about what we, uh, have for it. So, um, so May 9th, they're adding that second one. Mm-hmm. If you might be going this week, because May third, if you have tickets to the right. third one, yeah. Uh, so they added the second one, which was great. So uh, mix in access. If you bought tickets to this, mix in access begins at six p.m. So that means that you can, if you just have a ticket to the event, you can start uh, going into the park at six p.m. Even though the actual event doesn't start till later in the evening, they're letting you in early, and they'll give you a wristband so they know who to kick out. That's not part of the part of the <laughs> thing. So you get special entertainment, including a galactic dance party and character encounters. So I assume all the different Star Wars characters will be out for you to meet and greet and do all that stuff with. Uh, Obviously, themed decor and immersive Star Wars themed photo opportunities, specialty food and beverage offerings, commemorative lanyard, uh, event credential, and unlimited downloads of PhotoPass photos taken during the event. I think that's a great deal right there because those things can add up. And then uh, they're going to add new experiences for the second celebration of Star Wars, which will include an opportunity to be among the first to purchase Solo A Star Wars Story pins with Ooh. limited qualities, additional Star Wars-themed photo opportunity, uh, Acme Archives Limited Artist Showcase and Signing, and a book signing for It's Your Universe Quantities Are Limited. You
1: know, I think that's really neat that they are adding different things for the second night so that if you did have the chance to get your tickets for this first night this week on May 3rd, You still have a. There's a reason for you to go back and do it again on the ninth if you're so lucky to be that close to the area and have that much money to be able to buy the tickets twice. But I think that's really cool that they're doing two different things to kind of. It's kind of
0: smart for them because you know if they, yeah, if they wanna if they wanna get money from the same people twice, I guess if it's that big of a deal for you, and then of course the the first time that. The, the on May 3rd the first night of the event um March of the First Order uh Encounter Ray and Hyperspace Mountain will launch that will be available starting May 4th to the general admission people so that won't be something that you get to ride beforehand with the second ev- day
1: Oh my god did you see the logo for the Disneyland After Dark series
0: I did not what is it look Oh like?
1: it's nice there is um Oh you'd you like can't. it it's a classic looking it's a very classic looking castle and I don't know, it just looks really great. <laughs> it's a classic looking castle. It's got a moon behind it. It's black with just yellow accents. So you've got Disneyland and then Star
0: Wars Night. It just looks really cool. Oh, I got yeah, you. It's it like the really classic cool. castle with the... Yeah, because Disneyland After Dark is supposed to kind of harken back to, yeah. to the you know olden days or whatever. Kind of very dapper. Yes, Disney is, is doing Dapper Day. Mm-hmm.
1: It's Disney's version of Dapper Day.
0: There you go. Look at this, though. Tickets went on sale... On the 27th, and within two days, it was sold out.
1: That's just crazy.
0: So that's crazy. Well, the general public sale began on the 29th, so that's why the tickets are all sold out, because I'll bet you... the same day the annual pass one sold out, and then the same day that they went available for general public, they sold out. So yeah, if you, uh, unfortunately, this podcast isn't going to post till Wednesday, so hopefully <laughs> there's still tickets for you. Yeah. Um, otherwise, hopefully you're watching uh, the live stream we're doing and you can get your tickets if uh, if that's what you want to do.
1: So let's talk about Hyperspace Mountain. Sure. So what are your thoughts of this overlay? I think it's I think it's really neat. Um, I've never experienced I've it. I've not just experienced seen it, but it sounds like it'd be really cool and very and it ties in perfectly i think
0: no absolutely yeah um so hyperspace mountain uh you know they i think what they do is they make that whole you know like when you've done have you ever done ghost galaxy yes so that first lo- that first chain lift tunnel yep, thing yep. where they can do all the different projections i think you do like a hyperspace thing as you get in like you're yes, going into yes, hyperspace like the,
1: the stars kind yeah. of streaming by you kind of and a then feel.
0: and then i think that there's you know there's, there's all
1: sorts of <laughs> it says there's all sorts of like dog fights and all sorts of like TIE fighters and X-wings kind of flying around and battling each other out.
0: Videos that I've seen of this, um, it's not overdone. It's still the great... Space yeah. Mountain, there's not enough projections that like spoils the, you know, that you can see the track and stuff. Because anytime you add any light, you're going to see more sure, stuff. Yeah. Um. So uh, I have done Hyperspace Mountain and I thought it was fine. Uh, And I've seen videos of...
1: Hyperspace? You mean Ghost Galaxy?
0: Yes, Ghost Galaxy. <laughs> you're right. You're right.
1: I'm like, wait a minute. I thought you just said he hadn't. <laughs> yeah, I
0: have done uh, Ghost Galaxy, but then, uh, yeah. but I have not done Hyperspace Mountain, but they're, I assume they'd be pretty similar. Yeah. Because I think they're using the same technology throughout the thing. They're just swapping it out to be... And you
1: know, not that we're I mean this is kind of off topic but um ghost oh, galaxy Oh, for us off topic? I know no. never. Um ghost galaxy I couldn't believe how um how well those project how well those projections were and um I know I've talked about this before in the podcast but we were there with my cousin's children and They were just, they were foreign eight at the time and they were just terrified because that thing, that thing is really scary and it looks so lifelike. So I think it would be just really, really awesome to go in there and see the, the different, you know, fights and whatever, all the Mm -hmm. X-wings and TIE fighters flying around. And
0: I think they might even have like some laser effects that like shoot by that. It seems like they're firing at you. I know that there's one section of the attraction where it's got handrails for like if you need to be evacuated and Mm -hmm. they put like lights on that so it looks like beams like coming like shooting by you so they definitely very creative they definitely uh immerse you in that whole effect and i'm so proud
1: i'm so proud that they are opening this on may the 4th star wars oh yeah
0: you have to right thank
1: you for not missing that beat disney (laughs) yeah exactly
0: i mean that's just silly if they miss that so well this week our discussion topic wasn't very long we didn't have too much in there but uh uh, it is what it is for today. So uh, now let's get to some feedback. So first of all, thank you everyone who's taking the time to send us feedback. We love hearing from you, and please keep it coming. We're going to start doing feedback a little different on the show. We've started a couple weeks ago uh, that where we're going to take one or two pieces of feedback from the different ways that we get feedback from you guys, and we're going to read them on the show. And Then we're going to have a feedback episode in the future that will also be put in the um, Feed uh, if you care to listen to that stuff because it was just getting too long. So uh, let's start with some Facebook. Yeah. Feedback. So
1: from our friend Jerry, he was listening to episode twenty-seven and loving it because I just came back from the Disneyland Resort. The fireworks were amazing. The merch was adorable, and the Pixar Fest decor is all over. Thanks for the podcast. And I'm looking forward to going again in December. FYI, I didn't get a chance to taste the s'mores churro, so I had to eat two regular ones instead.
0: <laughs> two regular, uh, two regular churros for. I- Yeah, I feel like
1: that probably evens itself out a little bit, right? Probably, (laughs) sure.
0: Well, he's getting more churros than I'm getting. Yeah, that's true.
1: More Disneyland churros, anyways.
0: uh, We have a review from last week. There was an iTunes review from uh, G Doodle Fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, My favorite Disneyland podcast. I subscribe to a few Disneyland podcasts. Yours is the one I look forward to the most. Love the new podcast logo. Do you sell t-shirts with the logo on it? Keep up the great work. Funny, well, funny you should, you should say that. that. <laughs> so we
1: did have a little bump in the road. The store was fully open and functional for like a, a day. day. <laughs> and then we had a little bump. We had to reevaluate and retweak some things. Um, so it's in the process of being open. Not all of the logos are available yet. We've got the, um, the logo in black, the logo in white. We're just waiting to get um, the water stuff color. finalized for the watercolor logo. But that one will be um, coming up hopefully within the next couple of dates.
0: Now, there's also another thing that one of our listeners in the chat uh, talked to us about, and I thought I want to pass this along to you guys, which is they wanted to be able to hand out some type of, like, card or something with our information. So if you're a listener and you've been to the parks and you want to talk about our show and that kind of thing you are not obligated to but if you want to send us a message on uh, at feedback at DisneylandWeekly.com with your address and we'll send a little packet of a few out to you because we got some of those ordered Mm -hmm. that basically has the logo and just some of our information on it so you can just be like oh here you go
1: it's basically something you can hand out so that you know, if you're talking to someone, I don't know, while waiting in a, a ride queue about um, about us and about the show, um, it's something that you can hand them. So then later they can, oh, what was that podcast name again? When did it, you know, was it weekly? Was it, I, I don't remember, you know, so then they can have something to then refer to. It has our website on it. It has our... I don't remember what our, Patreon, our link Patreon link
0: and our yeah and
1: I think maybe our email, but anyways, it has info on how yep. they can find us.
0: Absolutely. Also, if you do want to buy any Disneyland Weekly merchandise, uh, I would highly recommend doing it before the 9th of this month because between now and the ninth, you get fifteen percent off if you go to our store. There's a promo code at the top you can redeem. Woo. So um, and it really helps support the show. So if you haven't been able to support the show uh, because you don't want to do a monthly thing like the Patreon. Uh, if you didn't for whatever reason want to do the donate link on our website that goes through paypal or if
1: you just really want some sweet merch
0: yeah um (laughs) i i love the logo our our friend jake made the logo and he did an amazing job he made a bunch of changes for us so uh so he definitely uh did a great job for us and uh he's about to have a baby so he's not gonna be able to do too much more for us uh but he's done what he's done Uh, So we'll have uh, all that stuff available. Look
1: at that. We already have a taker on some cards. Thank you, Doug. We did just order them last night. So it will be a little while until we get the cards in, but we will for sure get some of those sent out to you.
0: Yeah, I think the cards will be in in like a week and a half. Uh, Teresa placed an order last night for buttons. Yes, the
1: buttons and and the stickers. They are ordered and hopefully coming very soon. It sounded like actually the place we ordered them from is not too far from where we live. So hopefully it won't take too long for them to get to us.
0: Absolutely. Well, as we wrap up this week, we want to thank all of you for listening each and every week. Please don't forget to support the show if you can by going to DisneylandWeekly.com slash support or DisneylandWeekly.com slash store or by sharing Disneyland Weekly on social media or by word of mouth with other Disneyland fans that you know. Remember, if you want little handouts at the park... Uh, We can send those to you. Just send us an email with your mailing information. We'll send a few of those out to you so you can hand those out if you'd like.
1: If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, you can help us out by becoming a patron. Patrons get some nice perks, including access to a chat with us and fellow Disney Parks fan and some Disneyland Weekly swag. Find out more at DisneylandWeekly.com backslash support. Thank you again to Danny, who became a patron this week.
0: Yes, thank you, Danny. We (laughs) really appreciate it. Uh, We love seeing reviews on iTunes, plus it helps get our ranking better so people can find us and join the community. Please write a review so we can read it on the show and others can know what you think. If you want to join in the conversation, you can follow us on Facebook by searching for Disneyland Weekly, on Twitter at DL Weekly, or sending us an email at feedback at DisneylandWeekly.com. Feel free to email, Facebook, or tweet us any questions, feedback, or suggestions you may have about the show. Also, send us questions for the Q&A show that we're going to be having soon.
1: We did get our first question, and it was an easy one. So we do need something that's going to be a little more tough than... What yeah, challenge us. us. Yeah, challenge us. <laughs> or just ask us, you know, whatever. You know, what we do in our day-to-day lives. You know, what's our most, I don't know, what's our, our favorite attraction. With... How long have taken? I know each other. Whatever. You can ask us whatever you want. It doesn't necessarily have to be something directly related to the show. Well, anyways, we will be back next week with more Disneyland news and information.
0: So until then, go out and enjoy the parks. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon.